0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you get for going cold
1: <laughs> Dennis, my brother Out of the batter's box How Hello. are we doing Hello. on this lovely evening?
0: Oh, the sun is out It snowed today, but we'll persevere It snowed yesterday too It snowed on the lovely dogwoods It is April It is. Oh, they're, they're, they brushed the snow off And the sun came out And they said, we don't care <laughs> a little snow We're resilient We're also you know, white We're the rah, rah. That's why they call us the dogwood right? the, mm, They're not indeed. a little thing they're like a dog on a leash. In fact, that's their formal Latin name. Yes. Dogma in
1: Canino en lesion. Yes, something like that.
0: So you, you sent me quite a video of a hike. Not only did it feel like I was on the hike with you, but it took as long.
1: <laughs> yes. This past Sunday, and it was just glorious. Uh, I appreciate it these outings so much I found a local hike I have this app that shows me local hikes that are available and normally they start in a town and they go up a mountain and come back down a mountain and then you end up back in the town and the problem is though the app the map that it gives you like the map that it gives you is from different waypoints along the trail right? Yeah, so yeah. you can imagine when you're on a hike and you see a tree that that, has, that is spray painted with the color of your trail or, or whatever and you realize, okay, I'm on the right trail and then until you get to the next tree, you are just assuming that you're on the right trail and so this app, it's not even with that granularity. It's someone has gone and done this hike and they took photos in interesting places and the map that it gives you is a straight fucking line from each point where someone recorded that they were on the trail so you end up with this sort of pseudo map that says, okay, in general, we're going to go from here to here to here to yeah. here to here, but then as the crow flies, as the right, crow flies, right? But it's not as the human hikes. No. So, <laughs> so the problem is, I've Look got this app that is telling me my current location and is showing me the map, and so when the trail veers off in one direction to go around a big obstacle or something, the app says, alert, 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 oh. you've lost the trail, alert, alert, oh, no. oh, and. No. And so well, this gives you all of this, all of this annoying. doubt. You didn't keep it on, did you? Of course. I have to see where the freaking trail goes. Well, not the whole time.
0: You True. obviously could probably True. bump from tree to tree, but True, you but want to but, lose your internet perhaps.
1: Right. No, but what happens is you're walking along the trail and you get to a fork. Yeah. And, and, and you say,
0: what the fork is this? Now what right. the fork do I do?
1: And my kids who got in the habit of going ahead of everyone would call and say, left or right? And I would open up the app and... I would be like our next waypoint it looks like it's to the left so I guess we're going to go left here and anyway it, it was an adventure and there was one point where we hiked for about 20 minutes in the wrong direction uh, and then we got to this we got to this road and we we're like oh look a road
0: civilization there's a road on the map
1: and then I looked at the map and I was like oh no we are not in the right place so we had to hike back another 20 minutes back to the place where we were but it was super cool because I live in this amazing place where there are these mountains and caves and shit. And this was, we actually walked right by, I must have discussed it on a previous episode, but uh, this place where there are these ancient, ancient cave paintings from 20,000 years ago, yeah. where where clearly yeah. someone, someone was gifted enough and, I guess, trusted as the spiritual leader enough to not have to be hunting all the time, but to be the spiritual leader and to be able to go and paint these things on these caves and uh, it's just wild so yeah. any, ca- any little cave that we see like you can are there easily lots of caves? there are pretty there there were several caves huh, cool. and caves are... and there was one that was just like this little sort of room it was probably 10 feet by 10 feet' was the square footage it was we cavage. yeah Square cavage. square cavage yes and it was just this little sort of hollow in the rock and we went in there and like It's so easy to imagine someone 50,000 years ago seeking shelter there or yeah. any manner of bear or whatever. Makes, that, that it just makes to... such good sense. Right. And right. It's... I
0: mean, it's, this would be good. Right, exactly.
1: And it's, it lets you not communicate, but empathize with people from another time
0: in perhaps a way. Communicate. Perhaps communicate. If you would open yourself up to it, perhaps communicate. Right. Perhaps.
1: Maybe I was trying to communicate and they were the ones that were closed just saying
0: that well, you could see him sitting around the campfire roasting some rat and right. saying, you don't believe in that stuff, do you? No, man, it's honky. No one from the future will ever be able to know right. what's going on here. Exactly. And it's possible.
1: That was pretty cool. And also just, yeah, just, I love my kids when they are home. They're all about, I need my screen. I want my iPad. I want my TV. I want my whatever. And, yeah. Yeah. and it's hard to get them to do anything. I else. want my, I want my MTV. Exactly.
0: I want my MTV. Right.
1: The modern version of that was, is, I want my... Is that... iPad, YouTube. IPad. Yeah.
0: I want my Siri.
1: <laughs>
0: no. No. They, nobody wants Siri. I just heard, listen to that the other day, Jam, do it. So I have... I have oh, um, hold on, have I want to complete story. my hike story. Well, more on the hike, more on the hike. So Back to the hike. it's Sorry. just
1: glorious well, for me to season. be out there with my kids and they are running around and trying to find who can find the bigger rock and who and and it's in the same way that hiking like i say brings back these genetic memories of just as a hominid walking one foot in front of the other in front of another person or behind another person for sure i know that a hundred thousand years ago there were men and women humans walking around and their kids were running around finding the biggest rock that they could find and it's just very it feels so fucking natural in a way that i find pleasing in a way that yeah the latest video game is not
0: yeah yeah awesome. just the just the breathing of the fresh air The i take my grandkids out and we walk we went through the park the other day i had a stroller which wasn't built for the rougher paths but it's what we had and she wanted to do it so we did it and she walked some and was in the stroller. But uh, I got some great shots of her just sitting on a bench looking at the wetlands. And uh, next to her on the bench are the two stuffed animal friends that she brought with her. Uh, White Bird and and Robin. Two little stuffed White Bird and robin sitting on the bench. <laughs> oh, And just, just to be outside and to, to breathe that, see that calm down. The motion that... water that mesmerizes you or the movement of clouds or in the case of in a forest with a view the uh, movement of the very tips of the trees in the wind and that motion which is surrounds you and is also each of the trees with their own peculiar motion right it's that we've talked about that before is that's when that's been going on since the beginning of time right that that's why people go and stare at shit because it makes them feel better
1: exactly there, there's so much research about how how spending three hours in a place that is green bring your mind bring the human mind into a place that is then more creative and more productive yeah. it's centered. just centered yeah.
0: centered and focused and clearer and right now would be usually typically the time I walk and so I'm fortunate on a cold day like today where it's probably thirty seven out, snowed mm-hmm. earlier when the clouds moved in, the sun is shining bright. And in April, that means something. It's not July, but the sun is warm. And particularly when you get down into the into the woods, near the wetlands where you're in a in a more of a protected spot like a valley mm-hmm. in the middle of the woods. So we got lots to talk about. You finished the new pope, my word. Hold um, on. one, one more
1: sorry. thing you mentioned about being surrounded by woods came to me is when we stopped after we had gone the wrong way and we had made it all the way back to where we had turned wrong. That was when we decided to sit down and eat our sandwich that we brought. And I opened up Google Maps uh, just to see where we were. And the entire fucking screen of Google Maps was just forest with with our little pinpoint in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, like the, the satellite That's map where of where we are is we ain't nowhere. Right. It was just fantastic. So powerful
0: stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, Tree's been around a whole lot longer than us. It's their damn planet.
1: Amen to that. Yeah, so I started... So I watched the third to last episode. I guess there are nine in total. So uh, I started watching the third to last over the weekend, and then I decided, look, I have to push through this and and finish the damn thing. And wow. It, you promised that it that it wouldn't disappoint, and it was pretty darn good at the end. The uh, and as we have discussed previously about how ambiguity of endings, yes, with like with the Inception, for example, where you know th- the top is spinning and they cut to black, and some people hate that because they want to know was he really dreaming or not, yeah. and here they carry uh Pius and they set him down somewhere and he certainly looks incapacitated and then it's assumed that
0: then uh incapacitated he's dead. He looks dead. He's like, what are you, <laughs> I mean Why? Wait a minute. This isn't ambiguous. Why why is he dead? Pius dies Pius dies at the end of the new pope. And that was clear how? He dies in ecstasy. He dies in ecstasy at the hands of his followers. Okay. It was a temporary return and he died as a partial reincarnation of Jesus Christ. That's that was ambiguous to me.
1: Uh, it wasn't exactly 3 days, was it? No, he had a week. Okay. Oh. Interesting.
0: But that's my interpretation. I'm not I don't know that I'm necessarily right about that. I suppose other people I suppose there's probably Thousands of words written on blogs about just that very ex- uh, assumption on my part. Or it's not an assumption because I wouldn't assume. It. It's my conclusion.
1: Yeah, um, and I'm convinced. First of all, the writing was tied up in such a bow that there can yeah. be no more series on this in this universe. I'm pleased well,
0: with that. Oh, in this universe, although the, the although Voyello could the,
1: the, man, I would watch another. I would watch another series of of Voyello's papacy because. How
0: about the baby that pious? miracled into the world, he becomes a young priest and starts to show the very traits of none other than, guess who? The young Pope would be worth it. bill all in, in his 90s.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. Rielo is, aside from Jude Law, the star of the series. He's yeah. just amazing.
0: As Yes. as, And as it turns out, he is... The most honest of anyone there, the most—he tells things like that. Clear about stuff. He's never unclear about stuff. He's more. He's the better way to say this is that he is the most certain character in the entire series. Everyone else has issues and questions. He is never uncertain. There's a few moments.
1: So in the penultimate episode, Malkovich Pope, whatever his name is, the new Pope. Yeah, it's John John Paul the Third. His speech was pretty fucking fantastic, about how. We are the downtrodden. The disenfranchised. The disenfranchised. disenfranchised. Yes. And we are the people that the bullies made fun of and we have come together and we now are the church. And that was fucking motivating. Like
0: it It was. And and the thing is, in hindsight, that was the single most powerful and clear glimpse of of Braxton. Yes. That was his his most honest honest moment. moment. Yes.
1: I agree. And
0: and it was so powerful.
1: And it was nice to get the backstory on how his brother died in accident or something. But, and it was...
0: Did you ever have any doubt that the box he reached for was heroin?
1: That is never explained.
0: Yes, it was. Very clearly. Shall I bring you your box? How did his brother die? His brother died because he was so high on heroin. He's been on it ever since. That's not a That's not a mystery. It was
1: never explicitly said. Yes,
0: it's explicit. Hmm. It's explicit. He says in his confession that he is a drug addict and that he recalls at that very time of admission during that moment how his brother died and indicated without any lack of clarity. He didn't state it, but was absolutely clear from what he said that he's been a heroin addict since he was about 16.
1: He certainly said, "I I could have helped, but I didn't because I was messed up."
0: He said, "Because I was so high in her- high on heroin that I couldn't think straight, or I couldn't." That's not the word, yeah. but he said it. So, at any rate, whether you're maybe your your skill at interpretation is a bit n- numbed by various things that have happened to you in your past, the, the dropping on the on the head as a child, the recurrent uh, nightmares, but.
1: I thought, uh, a, is, what, I thought it was just a box of chamomile tea that we, he would have every night.
0: Oh. let say that again. That was just a box of chamomile tea that he would have every night. Yeah. <laughs> Richard right. for the box with a shaken skeletal hand. I think it's another pretty strong clue.
1: <laughs> okay, but man, I freaking love Jude Law. And, oh, so that picture. And I was you so said. bored. Like uh, I was so pleased to have his return because it, without him, the show dragged.
0: When do you feel the show was without him? Because he never left the show. He was pr- omnipresent, uh, excuse the pun, but he was omnipresent throughout. At the end of the episode of, of the first season...
1: The he um, wasn't oh, moving for, the, for seven of the nine episodes of the, oh, that's first that's season, of the second season. That's
0: just false. That's just false. And now on top of it, poor memory. You can't, you, look, you got to sharpen up. Okay, if you a finger twitch this.
1: is not acting. I'm just going to go out there and say... <laughs> excuse me? A finger twitch hey, is not acting.
0: Here's a question for you. The camera's on you. How long do you wait till you twitch your finger? That's acting, my friend. Mm. That's acting.
1: Hold on. I got a you, finger, finger twitch, you twitch for make you right a here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's not a twinger, finger twitch. That's a finger crank. <laughs> that happens to be the finger I can't bend, just for you. So, the parting image of a Pope. Pious, in the in the at the feet of the Virgin Mary, in the exact poses a mirror image of Jesus in his arms, and understanding that the death of his beloved fellow orphan, all of that stuff, of having two dead bodies, and there being two of things, there's two brothers, there's this, there's, uh-huh. there's two parents, all of it's, they could rename the show, deuces or Wild. Wow, deuces are wild. It's
1: so, with, in his death pose, he has his fingers together like this, in a way that is a Catholic symbol, because thumb and ring finger together is a known symbol in Catholicism for uh, yes, and that is for in the fact Holy Trinity.
0: The only appropriate way to hold the wafer that is the body, the body of Christ. Those are the fingers, and only those fingers that are used to hold the host. Okay, it's not these two. These two. It's not these. It's these not, it's not you know the my, ring finger, because they're second. Two and two. Wild deuces. <laughs> deuces are wild. The new pope.
1: A pair of deuces. Let's eat the body. Uh,
0: but, the, but the and so anyway the. You said you wished he'd come back, and so I have to comment that I, I I find it strange that your imagination wasn't rife with the notion that the pope who ended episode one in a coma wasn't lurking in the background like an ominous deep bass that you knew at any moment was going to reappear. It was like a humming sound to me. I mean it was there.
1: The fact that it's a coma means that it's a comma. In the yes, screenplay. Yes.
0: And that he won't soon be making a dash. And that's all I have to say about that. Period.
1: Exactly. Full stop. Yes. The like I'm glad that it that he came back, but so remember my concern about the islamist folks that payoff was pretty clear although by clear yes something happened but i don't really understand why some terrorists took a an elementary school class hostage you don't and what they were asking That's their for.
0: demand was simple one of two things deliver us pope Pius, or deliver us his body that was their demand. It was simple and straightforward.
1: Isn't that just one demand?
0: It's two demands.
1: It's deliver us dead again. or alive. Wanted, dead demand or alive. Demand number one,
0: send us Pope Pius alive. Number two, just in case, number one can't happen, parentheses, see above, end of parentheses, bring us his body.
1: There's an excess of punctuation in this episode, I believe. <laughs>
0: Hey, so you're going to post that picture you sent me of the of the two popes and the, the wonderful paintings just, just a, behind them as the background.
1: That was just a, a moment, and the whole show is full of these moments of
0: amazing. people positioned in front of— It's one of the most creative things I've ever seen, both by screenplay and the entire—the the story itself. The story itself is just the most fucking creative thing I've seen. I saw the remake of The Godfather, The Third Godfather, the other day, renamed Coda, the death of uh, Don Corleone. It was recut. Okay, Not remade. It was recut. Uh, It was recut. Although I suspect that there was a new scene inserted with Al Pacino, which was the closing scene. But uh, my point is that in that conclusion, concluding episode, they had a pope who was murdered. But it was because of his views on financial matters.
1: That's not, why most not popes are murdered.
0: What, not, not unlike what was driving much of what went on in the, in both series, the finances of the Vatican, to the elaborate.
1: In history, there were times where, over the course of two years, there were like seven popes, because they just kept getting murdered. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I don't like this pope. Those were the days. Let's
0: kill him. Those were the days.
1: Yeah. Uh, and how do you feel about Esther's uh, conversion or... agreeing agreeing to be
0: you know, to help the bad guys. So this is my take on Esther. That's a good question because the the change in Esther was extraordinarily sudden.
1: And I knew as soon as all the terrorists started taking off their hats, I saw her blue eyes and I was like, oh, Esther, that's you, baby.
0: And the moment when she lost it was when she murdered the old lady on the old lady's balcony. Yes. Who the Pope brought back to life with a twitch of his finger, at the exact same time that Pope John Francis died, of a, a a drug overdose planted by the ambassador, who is quite a character, by the way. We haven't spoken about the ambassador. He's always eating fucking mussels.
1: Oh, always eating mussels. You, you mean ambassador? He's he's the cleaner upper. Uh,
0: he's the yes the guy that makes shit happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's, he's always he's eating clams. Fixer. Yeah.
0: He's a. He's the fixer. And, and what a, it's a great scene at the end when when he says, now nah, that's all over. What am I going to do? Life is just going to be boring.
1: I'm tired of all these married. fucking plans, he says.
0: <laughs> Does he?
1: Yeah. He says, I'm uh, going to go to Korea, I think he says. There's some action happening over there. So.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, um, it was I, the, the interviews, You do you watch the, the behind-the-story interviews after every other show?
1: No. I literally finished the last episode and then...
0: So, you know, they uh, have, you you must scan through the commentary that they provide. I don't know that that my HBO
1: system shows that to me, but I'm aware that that there are series that have that available, but I have not seen any.
0: This does, and and I suggest you missed it, not that it doesn't have it for you. I can't imagine them removing that from a subscription. Wouldn't that be expensive to figure out who has it and who knows? Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. But my point is this: the interviews with the director and the creator and the writers are astounding. Nice. With what they say. Now, I I don't care. I don't much care to listen to them at the beginning of a series. I just want to be mesmerized by the story and the characterization. I don't want to analyze it. But upon its, as this has been my second and third viewing, then I will listen to that.
1: Yeah, I used to. I used to have some TV shows where there was a there was a video you could watch after each episode that was like as long as the episode where it was just the people talking about it. Oh. And uh, I also have some TV shows like um, Better Call Saul, uh, which is on your list after Breaking Bad. I've because, heard about that. Because it's a it's a prequel, but anyway. Um, and they have... a prequel have, to Breaking Bad? It's a prequel to Breaking Bad, yes.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: And they... It's made by the same people. And they have this podcast where... They after each episode, they release a podcast talking about the particular episode and the editing choices and the shot choices and and they have the if there's an actor that particularly was important in that episode, they have them on and they talk about how they made these decisions about this and whatnot. And what's fascinating is that they record them all out of sequence, so like they could be recording the one for episode nine before the one for episode two. Because like it's all been shot, and they're just like trying they're to solo, coordinate yeah. people getting together to talk about a particular episode, right, and it, right. it, but it's super fascinating. I I love that particular podcast. I will put a link yeah. in the show notes at happyhour.fm/slash one zero seven
0: 107, Yep. Yes. Now, wow. And what you also? You, what else did we exchange? Did I send you anything? I don't think I sent you much. Oh, I have an update on my truck. I hear this Where whenever. is your truck? Have you bought the truck? Is it? black or is it green? The, the day before I was to go test drive it and take it so I could take it to my garage Yes. which was all prearranged they called me and said uh, we have bad news. The service center found out that the transmission is bad and we ended up selling it wholesale. It's no longer available.
1: The truck that you wanted? And I said
0: yeah. And, and you said,
1: said that you had total rights to to buy and they sold it.
0: I was first on the list, that's all. That was the only commitment. Now, what I said to him, what I should have said to him, what I should have said to him was, oh, so what you're telling me is that somebody who works in the service center knew somebody who needed a truck, and that person beat me in line? Oh, baby. Is that what you meant to say? I I didn't quite understand what you're saying about you sold it to wholesale. Do you want to show me uh, so a little while later I called purposely and, and hoped I'd get somebody else besides this guy, and I did. Because he was off. I understood he was off. And I said, hey, Bob, uh, this is Elliot. Can I help you? He goes, hey, yeah. Hey, you know that 2009 Tacoma that was under in the service that you've been waiting to get out on your lot now for a few weeks? He said, oh, yeah. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, that truck. I said, yeah. So it was in the service center. And he said, oh, like he didn't know. And I said, I guess what? It went to wholesale. And he said, uh, I don't know. I thought, <laughs> the fuck you don't. <laughs> the service center's guy's son. Looking for a truck, said I can't find a used Toyota Tacoma anywhere. And you got, had the, so the perfect truck. You had your that's part. But this is all the prize. suspicion. This is all suspicion. No, part I think it's it.
1: it's all conspiracy. I think QAnon got up in there <laughs> and was like,
0: and I was suspicious because in the pictures of the truck had pizza boxes in the back. Right. That's yes. Hillary needed to be that. In the the children of order.
1: Hillary needed that to move the children prostitutes to the to the pizza parlor. And Listen,
0: man, this is what I this is what I noticed. The pizza boxes in the back of the truck. It had all the some, all the anchovies from the pizzas were removed from the pizza, and they were lying on top of the pizza boxes, and they looked to be like Egyptian hieroglyphics. Now you tell me, I know they said something. I know they said something. The anchovies are speaking to me.
1: If it wasn't a pentagram. I guess the... What could it, what could the hieroglyphs mean? It could be conjuring the ancient pharaoh of the Tacoma lands, or... Tacoma. Tacoma. Right. That sounds like something that, that a devil worshiper would chant before the fire.
0: Tacoma. So this is what I did. I held my phone in my hands, and I said, KBB, 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 Again and again and again. Kelly Blue Book, Kelly Blue Book, Kelly Blue Book. Uh-huh. Opened up the app, is that and said Tacoma, Tacoma, Tacoma. And up on the screen comes what? Not a 2009 Toyota Tacoma four-wheel drive access cab under 150,000 miles, but a
1: 2011 oh, Toyota Tacoma shit,
0: four-wheel drive access cab. Tacoma, and Tacoma, to tie Tacoma. up a story, which this is why I know this is the truck. It's green. Fuck so yeah. I will become an honest man that I have, in fact, a green truck <laughs> see
1: the universe it all comes together dangled this truck before you and you were salivating and then the universe took it away because
0: salivating it knew yes, that's a, to give you, you know what? your true love God salivates God what? salivates God salivates God salivates what do you think rain is? oh right I saw <laughs> I gotta tell you this I've seen this movie before but I never watched as much of it as I did last night when I was channel surfing it's jennifer astin and paul rudd astin, in a yes. comedy where they leave high stress manhattan lives and go live on a commune and the dude who is the guru yes who of course isn't a guru
1: oh, yes i've um, seen this movie
0: yes there's a few things that struck me about it one paul rudd is just so funny to begin with i adore this, the this,
1: fuck out of paul rudd i want to be this, his friend so bad
0: <laughs> it's very funny And the thing that I want to draw your attention to as a digital master is how they digitized the guru's hands as he played amazing guitar and how absolutely seamless it was, rougher than it is is now because the movie's a few years old, but that was...
1: This movie is called Wanderlust. Yes. 2012. One year younger than your future truck yes oh
0: absolutely. anyway he's it's all of this it's all of this mantra stuff and the guru is is saying that he's screaming out the the terrible things in the world that he hates and he's emptying himself of the nastiness of the terrible things and he's yelling out famine and, and war. paul rudd is just stuck in this mediocre set of of things that make him mad and he keeps footnoting them with and, and Jenister asks it is funny as hell the one she asked, gives him and says you're doing great because <laughs> he knows he is and she knows he is and, and the guru's the guru keeps yelling at him and says no you've got to be more 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 universal and he tries but he can't get out of the fax machine doesn't work and, <laughs> and the coffee maker is, is on the bust right I and I enjoy it. that's
1: Paul Rudd is the perfect everyman yeah like, he's he's Cute enough to be a rom-com primary object, yeah. and as long as but he's a short actress. But he's silly enough to be. You can, as a male viewer, you can identify with him.
0: Yeah, he's a good actor.
1: He's fantastic. He.
0: It's hard to be funny when you're just. You're, you're, what's happening is funny. You're, you don't want to be funny. Your character's funny. You don't wanna you're not gonna say funny things or try to be funny. It's just what's happening is funny. And the take on that. I mean the scene when he's in the bathroom on the toilet and everybody decides to join him. <laughs> Somebody says, Oh, the woman comes in the bathroom and this dude is talking <laughs> to him in his car and she says, Oh, I didn't interrupt. I didn't interrupt any man time, did I? And he looks at her and he says, Actually it was me time <laughs> Nice. He's gonna take a dump.
1: He has a oh, he has a great series. It's on Netflix, which, again, you are not yet enabled with. He has a great series called Living With Yourself. And it's, it is it you is know, how Michael Keaton did that movie called Duplicity, where he was able to clone himself. Yes. And there were a bunch of people. Five times. Yes. So this Living With Yourself series.
0: Well, four times. There were five of them.
1: Yes. Is this... It's your typical, he's upper-middle-class dad guy. I guess he's—I guess they're trying to start a family. And he bumps into some friend from college, and his friend from college, who used to be a total loser, is like the head of some big corporation or something. And he says, look, man, all I did was I went to this one spa where they have these Korean folks that did this thing to me, and now I'm the most centered, productive version of myself. And so... Paul Rudd goes to this goes to this place after a while after feeling like boy I'm in the in the way that Paul Rudd is so perfect at feeling like a loser like projecting this I'm wealthy but I'm also a loser uh, way of being he goes to this place right. and it turns out that what they are doing is they are cloning and adjusting some DNA and they and then they re- release the clone that has the exact memories of the person that came in and then they murder the person that came oh. in and oh, no. with, look, okay, That's a twist. Hold on. I have, I want to go back to this, but, and so when they do his, something goes wrong and both of them survive and oh. they both go back to their home and they both are like, oh, who see. are you? What are you doing with my wife? Why do you look like me? What
0: the fuck? And the client literally pays the company To kill his former self. They don't know that.
1: They walk in and then they feel like they come out as a better person. And the fact is they're coming out as the clone that has been improved and the person that went in is killed. By whom? Uh, They bury them alive. By the company? Sadly. Huh? What? They're more or less buried alive, which is crazy.
0: Buried alive? That's
1: one way to to kill someone. But no, the...
0: It's little... Oh, is it like the worst way to die?
1: Okay, so this whole concept, let's leave that aside. I highly recommend everyone go watch Living With Yourself. I'll put that in the show notes. But if you, the people that have really thought about uh, in Star Trek, where you have the transporter, where they take all of your particles that are you, yeah, they encode them into data, take you apart. Right. and they send them somewhere else, and then somewhere else there's a thing that can take that data and bring it back into actual particles. and right. Pretty clearly, there. If something went wrong, and either they weren't able to destroy the U that they scanned, and they were able to recreate the U that they scanned, it's the same situation. And also, if they were able to destroy the U that they scanned, and then there was some bug on the on, in the code that was going to recreate you, you know, A bug,
0: aka the fly.
1: That's my terminology, but the but so the whole. Like, clearly, the transporter is killing you and then recreating something that looks like you. And for people that believe in, like, the soul and there's something inside me that isn't part of my body, like the uh, dualists, that's a problem. And it's.
0: Your, the, your characterization of what happens in Star Trek with the people that go through the transporter is way jilted. There is no sense in star trek that when you end up on the other side of that transporter that you're somehow a new being that looks like the other it is that person in toto correct you're not suggesting anything other than that are you what else could it be in star trek specific So, so you said that they lost their soul somehow in the transportation and you also intimated that they're killed and then they're replaced with if, as if that was Star Trek, but that's not Star Trek. That's the basis of the movie of the Paul Rudd series you're talking about, right? Not Star Trek.
1: Okay, but what is? What are they doing in Star Trek? Because are they in, also encoding well, your soul fuck and fuck sending it? Doing,
0: but what they're not doing? But what they're not doing is they're not just creating something that's similar. Whatever their point that we have to suspend belief is that what they're doing is that they're transporting the entire person 100% completely unchanged. Right. If it weren't the case, it's, that is a suspension of belief that defies your scientific, your step into the science. And I can understand why in the series you're talking about, the Paul Rudd series, that that would... That that's, no, no, no. Uh, Let's
1: leave the Paul Rudd thing aside. Let's focus on, on the Star Trek. The Clearly, in theory, if you could step into a tube... And that tube could analyze the exact state of all of the particles that make up you and could in another tube somehow create particles that matched exactly with all of the carbon and oxygen and potassium and everything that were in your body to make that it's it's not That's not what
0: they're doing. It's Star trick.
1: But they don't have to destroy one copy of you to make a new copy of you.
0: This is the thing I think that you're missing. When the transporter has got the subject in the tube, yeah. the first thing the transporter does is it breaks that being down into the, into molecules that are small enough to do the following. Transport them through a time machine-like thing uh-huh. to another location. It's the same molecules. It's, it's, it's not a, they're not replicating. They're not, there's, no, there's not two tubes. There's only one. It's It's sort of like... In Star Wars, when they jump the Star War, uh, what is it called the hyperspace time warp? Or the what is it
1: hyperspace or hyperspace? Yeah. It's like
0: hyperspace, right? So I, you're, I think you know what you're digging into here. This is interesting. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about the way you're going to do it, or the way that you would do it. Maybe the way you're going to do it. Maybe you're putting together a a project. Remind me of a movie about a project before I forget. Mm. But anyway, c- back to
1: your. I can neither confirm oh, nor deny that I am. Aha. Copy number seven.
0: That in itself is a confirmation, is it not? I mean, the only reason you would say that is because it was true.
1: You should have seen copy number, number five. He he could barely walk. But yeah. So anyway, for my hike, so, um, I, I I wore some new boots, and now I'm now I'm limping because so, I have a big blister.
0: Yeah, you never wear your new boots first on a hike that's like rule number one in, in in the rule book of what man had ever since he was a caveman <laughs> right. you don't know the rule so don't ever use your new hiking boots on a hike the first time you use them
1: so they aren't actually new they're actually like four years old we bought them when we went up to be in the snow one time
0: and they're then I put them feet. away and they're new for your feet exactly you can try to nuance your way nuance. out of like some excuse, excuse riddles Disclaimer on why... So what do I do to make them not new? doesn't apply to you. Say it again?
1: What do I do to make them not new and blister me?
0: Break them in. You could have strapped them onto the legs of another beast, and they could have been worn in. That's one thing you could have done. You also... That would have been great for copy number four that could barely walk. There's another thing to do with hiking boots, depending on what they're made out of, is that you can take them and really manipulate them in your hands and bend the toes and twist them and bend the heels and work on them and oil them up and... And and rub them in a caring but carefree Ooh. fashion.
1: And, and Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional.
0: Just starting. You're starting to bounce in your seat. It's a, <laughs> it's a bad sign at this point in the podcast. But yeah. So so I don't know how do to do that, that. But that's not going to replace walking in the neighborhood in a little bit. And my time. left
1: foot is just fine. It was just my right foot that that gets rubbed the wrong way. So
0: you know. Huh. What the hell? You know why? It's more sensitive. That's why it's just it's more sensitive. Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, what's your what was your your take on this uh, blues tune, the 1919 influenza blues? You had you you came across this, and what's the deal?
1: Yeah, I was listening to this podcast about how about what we can learn from the previous Spanish flu epidemic, and how they had all of these scenarios where, first of all, it was just. It's called the Spanish flu, but it originated in Texas somewhere at a military base, and it spread through the infantry that were training uh, for World War One, and then the infantry went over to Europe, and we're all in close fucking quarters in in the trenches, and it was just the perfect scenario for a flu to to spread and influence. And and that we have very little because the war was going on. Like that's first of all, that's why they call it the Spanish flu. Is this sp- is Spain was not participating in World War I, and so they were the ones that were actually like talking about how shitty this flu was and how many people it was killing. And everyone else was all engaged in, in the war and didn't want to show any sort of weakness, and so they wouldn't report on how many people were dying. And that historians, as such, have not a lot to go on. But one of the inside glimpses at what it was like to be just a regular old person that was seeing their loved ones die and potentially dying from this flu was these blues songs. And I sent you one of them that is this song about the 1919 flu that, that was killing people all around. And it was just, it was just terrible. My- it
0: was 1919 men and women were dying with the stuff that the doctor called the flu. People were dying everywhere. Death was creeping all through the air, and the groans of the rich sure was sad. Amen. Well, and right away,
1: my great grandfather right died away. in this really? epidemic. Yes, you told me this. My yes. mother's right away, grand, my mother's father's father, died in the epidemic.
0: And they're lamenting here in just the opening lines, the discrepancy between the rich and the poor, and. In our world, current well, thank it, God we've solved pandemic, that pandemic, we would be talking about not so much we could be talking about rich people, but we're also talking about politicians, some of whom aren't rich, but it's more political than simply financial. But the idea that the groans of the rich sure was sad because they were dying too. It's uh who and who who recorded this?
1: I sense you uh woman. This the singer is a woman. It is Essie Junkins.
0: Yes. It was God's almighty plan. He was judging this old land. North and south, east and west, it can be seen. It killed the rich, killed the poor. It's gonna kill just a little more if you don't turn away from the shame. Down in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm. The doctor said it would soon be. It's a few days. Influenza would be controlled. Mm. Doctor Sherman, he got had. Sent the doctors all home to bed, and the nurses all broke out with the same. Yeah, baby. That's a story, man. It's a great, That's what you've it's done, great fucking uh, song. CNN right now. It's it, this. A, a, hundred later, a hundred years yes. later. A hundred years
1: later fuck maybe in a hundred years it won't be the case but I don't know we went from riding on donkeys to having fucking HD video cameras in our pockets but influenza is still kills us
0: hey I've got to determine as you well can the key of this yes and uh, you get your get your new electric guitar yeah baby out and play along Get some rhythm guitar going and get ready for a lead. I'll, I'll find the harp to it and the uh, and also the... Uh, we
1: should. That would be fucking gorgeous.
0: The Jews harp. We'll, we'll play it next time we're together. What, what did I see? Oh, 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 I was going to tell you. the oh. In the new version of the third episode of The Godfather, I had noticed before that the Italian band that plays at one of the huge extended wedding scenes when Don Carleone's daughter gets uh, married, that one of the primary instruments in the small band is a jews harp no shit and the way the guy is playing it i never noticed it before and you'll you'll like to see it and, and listen to it <laughs> but put it in the show notes what the fuck you got nothing else to do
1: yeah i will go and isolate that exact clip and encode it and upload it and then put it in the show notes
0: oh, I, saw, I saw one more movie i get and this has gotta be the last story i gotta go but channel surfing come across the movie where i see the, the cast on just the narrative of who it is, what the movie's about, and it's Al Pacino, Alan Arkin, and Christopher Walken. And Pacino, Walken, yes. And it's uh, by the title of it, whatever it is, you find it is it's an old gangster movie, and it was so much fun to watch this. These guys in there, and they're all elderly, and obviously so. Alan Arkin surprisingly looking more fit than the other two but one of the scenes I want you to think about, because you is want to see this. 2012,
1: called Stand Up Guys.
0: Yes, 20, long, quite a while ago. And they were old then. But there's a scene near the end where Pacino and Watkins' characters are walking toward the camera. And it lasts a while because it's a little bit of a walk. And I want you to look at the absolutely identifiable gates of these two actors. If you did not know anything except how they were walking you would know who they were.
1: So the actual, the poster for this movie is a silhouette of the three actors walking and it actually puts their names on their chests, but it's pretty clear who is who from the, just from the silhouettes.
0: I didn't know that. I didn't know that was the image for the movie.
1: There you go. You learn something every, you you
0: learn something every happy hour. What the hell? Influenza is a disease. Wait, what about, oh, makes you get down? Does it give you in,
1: underneath? influenza? Colds or
0: in fever that everyone surely dreads.
1: Ba-dum, ba-dum.
0: I don't know the rest. Wait. Well, hey, hey. Dark out. That we yeah, when you edit this, when I say the word dreads, cut the episode off. You did a, a cut like that a couple of episodes ago. I thought it was great.
1: Well, and then you did it True to it. me, and I kept that in, too. Oh. So we <laughs> so were mutual there.
0: Hey, but. so that's the end. We'll go from there. Hey, hey. Hey. This was fun.
1: I love you, man. Hey.
0: Let's do this again next week. I still got half of my second beer left. That's a good sign. Me, too. That'll keep me from opening up the third one.
1: That's, that's the key, man. That's it for episode number 107. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 107. You can help support us at patreon.com slash happyhour. We would really appreciate that. And just go out and have a lovely spring. It's going to be a difficult year, but we'll see. We'll see you next week.